Are you ready to get fired up? This is the Spitfire Podcast with your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire Coach, a certified life and business coach out of Washington, D.C. We're talking to everyday people on the topics that burn them out and ignite their passion. So sit back, relax, and get ready to spit some fire. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemonian, and I'm super excited that you have joined us for season two of the Spitfire podcast. Now, if you didn't catch any of the episodes in season one, fear not. They're available on our website at spitfirepodcast.com, or you can listen to them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So head on over there, click the link, download it, subscribe, tell your friends, and enjoy the show. What's going on, Spitfires? It's your host, Lauren Lemonian, the Spitfire Coach out of Washington, D.C. Now, today's show is a little bit different. Typically, I'll have a topic and I'll kind of riff on it. But this time, I decided to put a poll up on my Instagram stories. And if you're not following me at Lauren Lemonian, uh, get on that so you can have some input on future episodes. So this morning, I decided to put up a poll on what people wanted to hear about. So I put up taking risks and balancing priorities. Now, I have already recorded the taking risk because I was just inspired by it and that's sometimes how it goes, but balancing priorities seems to be leading the charge. So I, I got to give the people what they want and maybe that's how I balance my priorities in listening to the crowd. So we are crowdsourcing this one. This is for the people. If you have ideas on future podcast episodes, let me know. Send me a DM. Uh, feel free to tag me in a post on something that's relevant and we can totally talk about it. This is the space to have your ideas flushed out, your concerns met, your fears discovered and squashed, whatever it is, we are here for you. So let's dive right into balancing your priorities. Now, I typically do not like the word balance. And the reason for that is there is this kind of like falsehood around the equilibrium that when you hit it, all things just like start singing to the heavens. There's like this golden aura where you have achieved the maximum balance. And undoubtedly what happens is life happens, stress happens, and we get off kilter. And then we start judging ourselves for not having that balance. So maybe let's change the language of balancing our priorities into being able to prioritize our priorities. And I know they're kind of the same words, but let's think about what makes a priority a priority and figuring out how it gets more weight or less weight in the amount of attention, the amount of focus, the amount of time and energy that we give it. So when we think about our priorities, what makes something more important or less important than the other? And a lot of that comes down to, and I would say all of it comes down to your values. Now, I know that when I work with clients, most of them are coming in having zero idea of what a value even is and what their values are. So let's go super basic. Your values are what drive you. It's what makes you you. It's how you make decisions. It's how you get inspired. It's how you react to things. So when you are in agreement or in alignment with your values, you feel kind of this weight lifted off of you. Things feel right, like they are just kind of lining up. And when we're out of alignment with our values or when we're in conflict with our values, this is where stress hits. We feel frustrated. We feel guilty. We feel stressed. We feel the weight of responsibility. There is actually a physical reaction when our values are either not met or in conflict. 
So on a very basic level, when we can understand what our values are, it could be something around adventure or freedom or impact, but whatever those words are, when you know how they show up or don't show up, you can objectively look at, am I serving my values or not? And when we look at our priorities, priorities are kind of those tasks, those those chores, those activities, those actions that support our bigger goals. So if it's not a priority, why is it not a priority? And if it's not a priority, why is it on your list? And typically, if you're a parent, if you're caring for someone else, this is where we kind of get into the caregiver's dilemma, where we feel like we have to take on the weight of responsibility for someone else. We assume that it is our role to do it, to take it on, and then we feel resentful about it. So if you are in a position of caregiver, if you have children, if you have a significant other, if you have an ailing parent maybe or a sibling that you are stepping in and helping out, this is where figuring out how your values are met or not met is really important. So in that self-care mode, where can you find those pockets of self-care? Is it in, you know, taking a break and walking or exercising or writing? If creativity is really important to you, how do you still serve those core functions that support you even when you are the sole person and caregiver for someone else? And this is really hard for people because when we're caring for other people, we we have this idea that we have to go all in. If we don't go all in, then we're failing people. But if you're not taking care of yourself first and foremost, you're not able to show up for other people. And when we talk about kids, yes, you know, kids are completely relying on us when they're not driving. We're carting them around to places. We're going to their activities. We feel like we have to be super parents. I'm not a parent, so I'm speaking mainly from being a really bratty child to my mom. And mom, I'm so sorry for all I put you through. (laughs) But we we fall into that like trap of guilt of if I don't do this, what does this mean for me as a parent? People are going to judge me. My kid's not going to love me. But I want you to think about what are the lessons that you want to teach your child? How do you start building the legacy of respect, of honor, of of being part of a collaborative community? It's not only what they want. Maybe it's about contributing to the household that allows them to have rewards like doing activities. How do you bring them into the fold so that it's not only you lifting all of the heavy stuff around or being in charge of everything? So when you think about priorities, how much of that is assumed responsibility and how much of it is actually things you want to do that you own and you enjoy doing? Now, we all have the choice to do something or not to do it. But when we trick ourselves into thinking we have no control, that is the fallacy of the priority. That's where overload, overwhelm, burnout happen. When we don't take control, when we don't take the power of choice. So where is our choice? Where is our power? Well, it's in how we speak to ourselves, how we communicate what the priority is. So if we can think about why do I wanna do this? And even if it's not the most fun activity, How does it connect to your bigger goals and to what you want? In past episodes, we've talked about range of engagement, this idea that we can't, which has no power. We are totally forced to do it by other people. This idea of having to do things where we have very little power and and we're kind of getting drug along and we're sort of moving, but not really. And then we talk about needing to, which is part of 
a bigger goal, but we're not fully engaged in the process. It's still outside of ourselves. And then the highest form of engagement is this idea of choice, of wanting to do things. So the activity might not change, but the lens in which we view it goes from being passive to active. So where are you passively going about your business where you feel like you're not in power or in control, you're not in the driver's seat, and where can you start actively engaging your language and the lens in which you see it to support to support a more a more fired up, a more passionate, a more present you. If you're only viewing life as having to doing having to do things, needing to do things or not being able to do things, you are creating that universe, that environment every day. That becomes your reality. But if you start finding the choice into the priorities that you're saying yes to, and more importantly, the priorities and the tasks that you're saying no to, then that is where your choice is. It's where your freedom lies. So the more that you can start moving things off your plate or saying no to things that don't work for you or asking for support, that's where you start to feel more empowered. So start with small steps. Look at what's on your list and what are the things that you absolutely want to do. And where are the items that you're holding on to because you think that you need to do them or you have to do them? And look at them objectively. How do they serve your values or not serve your values? And if you're unsure about your values, I have a worksheet up on my website. If you go to spitfirecoach.com worksheet, there's a great exercise to determine if your values are growth-based or fear-based. If you want to lessen the load, if you want to feel more empowered, this is the opportunity to do it. You're going to have to do some hard work. You're going to have to face some fears. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. Or you can continue to be unhappy and miserable and blame everyone else and make it about the task. But it's not about the task. It's about you. It's about the way that you value your time and train people how to treat you. But if you don't know how to treat yourself, if you're not speaking kindly to yourself, you can't expect other people to read your mind and to swoop in and save the day. So look at your priorities. What do you absolutely want to do what is a 10 out of 10 and focus on those and let the other stuff go no one is gonna die if you don't collate the the soup cans if you're not you know having a pristine household and if that's part of your value system why keep asking yourself why because I guarantee it's embedded in a past belief system that is not working for you and honestly this is the role of a coach to help you get ahead of all those limiting beliefs that are locking you in to these stumbling blocks that aren't serving you so focus on what is for you and what is not for you and be willing to let it go and to ask for support when you start tapping people that are around you that want to help you they feel more empowered themselves to step up But if you continue to do it and assume that people can't do it for themselves, you are locking yourself into resentment and burnout and overwhelm, and you're making people feel powerless and resentful for you not asking for help. And I know that these kind of connect to past ideas and past podcasts, but they are all interrelated. It's about you taking ownership, taking the active view, the active role in your life, and getting done what you can do. Be reasonable with yourself. Be kind with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. You're the only one you have. And your, your family, your friends, your kids want to see you enjoying life. Not, they don't care if you checked every box off your task list. They could give a crap. They want you to be present with them. They want to enjoy the time with you. Life is about memories and experiences, not what you got accomplished today. So whatever you're doing, prioritize you first and the tasks will follow. 
So I hope this was helpful. If you have ideas for other topics that you want to dive into, feel free to DM me. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, wherever it is, at Lauren Lemonian. And subscribe to the podcast. Go to spitfirepodcast.com. Hit me up on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. And you guys keep being awesome.